Hello, and thank you for downloading the Cracked Die podcast. I'm your host and GM, Sean, and I'm coming to you from the future. All right, but on a serious note, I'm popping in before the episode, before the theme music, before anything starts to let you know that the first four episodes, well, we had a bit of an audio issue. And some of our levels were a little bit higher than they should have been, so there's some clipping and distortion. So we've done our best to clean these episodes up and fix them to the best of our ability, but there's only so much we can do. I just want to warn you that the first four episodes do have some sound issues. However, we fixed them on episode five. So please bear with us through the first four episodes. Once you get to episode five, the sound quality gets a lot better, and we only improve as we get deeper into the story. All right, I'm going to send you back to the recording as we initially released it. So thank you again for downloading and taking the time to listen to this podcast. We really do appreciate it. Now sit back and enjoy. The Cracked Die podcast presents The Age of Ashes. Welcome to the Cracked Die Podcast. My name is Sean. I am going to be your host and GM throughout the course of this podcast. What is the Cracked Die Podcast? Well, to put it simply, we are an actual play podcast playing through the Pathfinder 2nd Edition Adventure Path Age of Ashes. What is an actual play podcast? Think of it as a radio drama where one person plays the director and the rest of the cast has to figure out what they're going to do using a set of rules put out by a game company. For us, we're going to use the newly released Pathfinder 2nd Edition rules, produced by Paizo Publishing. As for the story we're playing, we're going to be using the Age of Ashes Adventure Path, also produced by Paizo. An Adventure Path is simply six books that give us a story from beginning to end. Me being the Game Master, or Director, or Dungeon Master, or whatever you want to call it, I've read the books from beginning to end, so I know the way the story is supposed to go. However, how we get to the end is anyone's guess. Currently, the only knowledge the players have is who they are, where they're from, what city they're in, and anything that has happened globally in the past. The way they got this information is they used the Age of Ashes Adventure Path Player's Guide, available for free from download, at paizo.com. So if you're really interested in knowing what the players know, feel free to go to that website and download it. Take a quick read and see what's going on. Now, we want to say thank you for taking your time out of your day to download and listen to our podcast. We know there are a lot of actual play podcasts out there, and you giving your time to ours, we really appreciate it. Now, as I said at the beginning, we're using the Pathfinder 2nd Edition of Rules. These are new to us, as they're new to most people. But if you notice that we're doing something wrong that violates the spirit of the game, please feel free to let us know. You're always welcome to email us at show at thecrackeddiepodcast.com. Now that's enough rambling from me. 
So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show as we start our journey into the Age of Ashes. Welcome to the Crack Die Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm going to be the GM for this adventure path. I go by the pronouns he, him. To my left, I'm going to have the players introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Matt. I am a he, him. I am playing Twin Talon, the human Shawanti rogue, who is also a he, him. Hello, my name is Richard. I am a he, him, as is my character, Pond Watcher, the elven barbarian. Hello, I am Haya. I'm playing Brianna, uh, who is a human champion. Both our pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name's Anwar. My preferred pronouns are he, him. I'm uh, playing Temid Sedril, the human cleric, who also uh, goes by he, him. Howdy, I'm Aaron, playing Silver, the human bard, and both of us go by he, him pronouns. Hello, my name is Christine. I will be playing Saraya, the elven alchemist who insists she is a blood mage, and as I'm sure you can assume, we both go by she, her. Uh, we're also going to have Christine explain some of the safety mechanics that we're going to use during the course of this game. So I'm actually really excited. They are in the Pathfinder 2e core book. Uh, what we will be using here in this group is known as the X card. So there's um, a little hand signal or um, uh, something in the middle of your table that anyone at any time can tap if they want to exit a scene, if it's just something they can't handle. Uh, and I believe... Uh, it's stated in there, this is not a way to get out of your character dying in combat. This is not a way to, you know, not face consequences for something that's happening. This is if you, the player, cannot deal with what's happening in the moment. Um, and that is to be respected and not questioned at any point in time. Right. So if anyone is uncomfortable with something that is going on, not to save your character's life, but just you personally are uncomfortable, just go ahead and uh, throw up a quick X. Uh, and there will be no questions asked about why we're moving forward. We'll fade to black, and we'll just move on with the story. Is that good with everyone? Absolutely. Sounds, Sounds good. Great. Great. Uh, now, I will say that we are playing the Pathfinder Age of Ashes Adventure Path, which is the new Adventure Path for the second edition game that just came out. So, uh, I'm very excited about this. I, I've read everything i probably don't remember half of it but it's going to be really fun i really like some of the new changes and so we're going to start now welcome to breach hill nestled in the foot of the five kings mountains in eastern Isker, breach hill is a thriving town of about 1300 inhabitants most of these inhabitants are humans but if you look around you're sure to see dwarves half elves and gnomes here as well the town predates the most notable landmark in the area citadel Alteran. Located one mile to the northeast of the town, on a low-rising hill, sits the Citadel. A once glorious fortress for the Hell Knights, the Citadel has fallen into ruin over the past eight years since the Hell Knights left for their new home in Varesia. Hell Knight Hill, as locals call it, has simply become a landmark to find the town. Every month, Breach Hill holds the call for heroes. This tradition is a long and proud one for the town. It allows the council to find and hire adventurers, both new and old alike, to tackle any challenges its residents face that fall outside the scope of the town guard's duties. Has a merchant expected a shipment and it's gone missing? Has a shepherd's herd of goats mysteriously died or gone missing in the middle of the night? 
Well, that's what the Call of Heroes is for, to find and investigate those types of problems. Since this is a monthly event, some town traditions have sprung up around it. Most people who are headed to the call, either as heroes or petitioners, find themselves at the local bar, The Wizard's Grace. This is where we find our potential heroes. We're all at The Wizard's Grace before this meeting starts. It is 9 a.m. The meeting is at noon. There's the traditional toasts going around the bar. What are you all doing? I'm sorry, you say it was 9 a.m.? Yep. It's uh, Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> the, no, that's 9 p.m. But it's, it's 9 o'clock on a Saturday. Yes. No, it is 9 a.m. regular crowd shuffles in. Yes. Exactly. Uh, it is not unusual for there to be toasting and drinking at the, this early morning on the day uh, of the Call of Heroes. Or any other day, really. Or any other day. It is, uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my character is a cleric of Caden Kalian, so he is going to be sitting at a table surrounded by many people, regaling them with some type of story and throwing back as many drinks as he can possibly fit in his gullet. All right. <laughs> Staying sober at the whole time, or? Oh, well, I, I figure he's drank enough in his life to where he really doesn't, uh, th this is kind of like baby's this milk for him, you know? Yeah, this right. is, he's staying hydrated with a lot of ale. What does your character look like? He's actually pretty uh, normal looking and pretty um, nondescript. Uh, by that I mean like he's really average height, average build. He's got um, kind of like uh, dirty blonde hair. Um, a little bit shorter than shoulder length. Um, he's got a, a wispy little mustache kind of trying to look like a swashbuckler um, with a with a weak little goatee. Um, <laughs> other than that, he's just wearing a chain shirt. He's got like tan bronze skin. Um, and he it's kind of hard to find him without a tankard of ale in his hand. So next to you is a rotund man who's keeping up drink for drink with you. He seems to like this man. Yes. <laughs> so tell me that story again. Which story? The one, the one where you you managed to, to the one where you managed to save that whole cart full of people. Well, it was actually pretty interesting. I was out on a walk, taking my morning uh, athletic run, and I came across this this building, and it was on fire. It looked like there were orphans in the building. It was unbelievable. Next to it was a cart of ale, and I decided, well, those orphans are in trouble, but somebody's going to help them. I have to save the cart of ale. So I ran towards it. I slid underneath it. I picked it up with my mighty strength, like, like Aradin picking up the Star Stone, and I dragged it to safety away from everybody else. There's <laughs> roarous laughter around you as we look around the bar, and we see... I think... Uh... There's a uh, relatively tall, extremely pale, white-haired elf watching this happen, who's covered in furs, wearing like a fur vest and, and no shirt underneath, just watching this story with the huge eyes, huge pupilless eyes, like fascinated. And he approaches and says, This is a very good story. I am impressed that you are able to lift a whole cart by yourself. I am Pond Watcher, and it is nice to meet you very much. Hi, Pond Watcher. Have a seat. 
listen, I can tell you more about so many of my adventures. That sounds like something that would be very good to hear. Thank you. Do you like ale? I love ale. Excellent. We'll be good friends then. I, I don't have very much money, but if you would like to pour some in this horn, I will drink it. Please. And then he just pours some in your horn. <laughs> That's amazing. So we continue to scan this bar and we see another elven folk. So it's nestled in a corner and looking a little disturbed by the amount of uh, noise and people around her is Soraya. She is not quite as pale as Pondwatcher. Um, she looks less like she might have come from a very cold climate as much as has not seen the light of the sun in a long time. Uh, and she has perched on her wrist a very, very strange looking raven. Its feathers look more like it might be flaps of skin and like there might be some kind of weird plant matter as part of its innards. Uh, so she is nursing a glass of something and is very interested in watching Pondwatcher and eventually sidles over. Um, I'm assuming he's one of the only other elves she has seen in quite some time. Yes, the city is full of half-elves. Not full, but there's a good portion of half-elves, but very few elves are around in this area. Uh, I, I too would love to perhaps hear some more stories. I haven't, um, haven't had the, the opportunity in quite some time. Oh, hello, sister. It is so nice to meet you. I think there is something wrong with your bird. Oh no! This is this is um this is a very special bird. Oh, that yes. is good to hear. <laughs> it 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 looks you over. Just kind of goes. Rah. I find this very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, its feet. Now that you get a closer look, look real, real weird. Like they might like it. It's doing really dexterous things. It shouldn't. They probably, bend the wrong way. Raven probably shouldn't do. <laughs> so as we continue around the bar. Uh, you see a very old man, a uh, human, sort of walks up to the tall, pale elf and goes, All right, your grace, uh, you forgot your crown. We've been, we've been over this. You gotta, you gotta wear it everywhere you go so people know you, you are the king that was promised. So, I mean, like, please put on your crown. Uh, Silver, you know I prefer to wear this furry hat with the flaps. Well, it, you can you can wear both, uh, just underneath there. But it's very important that everyone knows that you are the king as promised. All right, so uh, I'm glad you're making friends. It's it's cool, but I mean, come on, put on the crown. Uh, are you holding the crown? I am holding the crown. Oh, the raven is eyeing the crown <laughs> in my hands. <laughs> uh, it's like this gnarly thing that's like covered in like. Uh, what used to be blood and he's just holding it with like old man shaky hands <laughs> it's, it's silver though and it's shiny uh it is ornate uh but he's holding it out towards yep uh pond Roger will, will take the the crown and as as he reaches for it you see he has a kind of strange white and silverish scars all over his skin which is like almost like a vitiligo type effect and uh, he, gra- he grabs it and, and just says, uh, Okay, Silver, I yes, I will put on the hat for you. But uh, my friend, this is my friend Silver. He is a very interesting man with many other stories, much like you. While you were talking, you see, like, the raven is reaching out with a bizarrely shaped foot. It, it's, it's, it's got its head cocked and it's eyeing the crown if you're not putting it on yet. <laughs> I put it on and look very, very scared for a moment. That's not yours. You are, uh... So Temet t- takes his time to just start pouring. Without your consent or anything, he just starts pouring ale in your cup. Well, uh... Oh, thank you, sir. You're, uh... Quite welcome. Cleric of 
Kaden, Kalen, is that right? That's right. All right, well, I got some stories for you. Excellent. This is the king who's promised over here. You know, he's a... I shrug. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at him, well, who's going to tell the story? All right, so at this point, a, uh, a young man with a cleanly shaven head, a human, uh, kind of tan skin, um, walks over. He's got a bowl of the tavern's special um, boar stew with lentils that he is shoveling into his face as if someone would take it from him if he didn't eat it. Um, and he's just kind of looking around and kind of watching everyone and listening. Um, but other than that, he's... Uh, you can also see uh, tattoos coming up his neck, like sticking out of his... Um, he's wearing like probably very light armor. Uh, he's got tattoos coming up out of his neck uh, and down his arms. Um, and he's just kind of wildly looking at like the creepy raven and the, <laughs> the elf who is, you know, uh, got scarred up arms and this weird old guy who's walking around with a crown covered in blood and the the cleric who is clearly lying about everything and he's just kind of taking in in the scene. So it's your standard day. Yeah. Okay, good. So he just, uh, so Tamed just pours a mug of ale and just kind of slides over, wash down your your stew with some ale. And then he uh, just makes sure, he, he wants to make sure everyone at the table is drinking. Okay. <laughs> And as uh, the scene is uh, happening, uh, through the door walks uh, a younger woman. She has um, chestnut brown hair kind of braided to one side. Um, she seems to be adjusting uh, her breastplate back on um, and wiping what seems to be either soot or, or some semblance of, of ash. She, it looks like she'd been working at a fire all day, perhaps. Um, she will walk over to the bar, and she seems to know the the uh, the person behind the bar. They they extend a few uh, pleasant words. She gets a uh, a cup of tea, I believe, at nine in the morning. Good grief, all of you! And uh, recognizes her friend Twin Talon, uh, waves her hand at him, and sidles over. Yeah, in between mouthfuls, he's just like, uh, "There's a guy here. He's telling lots of crazy stories. I don't think any of them are true." Can you please chew and and eat that before you you choke yourself to death, please? Uh, no, but uh, but it's real good. And I'm hungry. Okay, but your brother is not here to take your food. Okay, so just deep breaths, eat slowly. You're going to give yourself indigestion. I think if I take deep breaths, I'm gonna inhale some lentils or boar. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to I'm look away. Finish this. Here. Okay, I- enjoy. Okay. Oh, what? <laughs> With oh, yeah, the that. sound of leathery. Papery <laughs> grossness. <laughs> the raven comes and lands on the hand that you are holding the tea in. Cocks <laughs> an eye at you. Oh yeah, that's the lady's birch. It's definitely messed up. Asiraya rushes over. Suddenly, preserve me. What is this? I'm so sorry about Jasper. He's um he's very excited to be around people that aren't me. And um, you have a cup of tea. Oh yes, that's his favorite. Don't don't drink that, Jasper. That's that's not yours. Come here, come here. She like hurries him back onto her shoulder. My name is Soraya. How are you? Uh, 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 pleasure to meet you. I'm Brianna. Brianna. Wonderful. She looks not not like she hasn't <laughs> bathed in a while, but like she doesn't necessarily 
fade. think about brushing her hair too often. Her clothes are, are nice, but they're old. Okay. And Dated clothes. Yeah. Got it. Threadbare. <laughs> just like, this woman has not been out in society in a while. <laughs> so I wouldn't necessarily recognize you, per se. Uh, if you're from the area, I you am. probably know about, like, the stories of the crazy elf in the mountains. Cool. Um, <laughs> that is Soraya, <laughs> who has been living here, at least it's before the town started up. Okay, um, so doing experiments up in the mountains. <laughs> awesome. So Rihanna will first be like, oh, oh, Soraya, you, you, you say, ah, yes, pleasure to meet you. I feel like we've, and she'll like look back at, at Twin Talon, like I feel like we've, we've all had interesting stories about you, but it's, it's an honor to, to meet you in person. As I understand, it's um, a rite of passage for young children to dare each other to come up near, yes, my laboratory. Uh, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> At this point, she Quintel looks just wide eyes, looking between the two of them, scraping the last of the stew from the bowl <laughs> into his mouth, kind of licking the edge of the bowl. <laughs> Jasper the crow, meanwhile, is just kind of like dipping into Soraya's ale and like putting his head back and drinking. <laughs> now, from what I understand, Your Grace, today's the call of heroes. So, oh, yes, that's why I'm here. Uh, yes, it appears there are many heroes here in the tavern. And you hear Aurora's. Come up from yeah. yeah! I also love this place and shouting! <laughs> the, both of those things. The, uh, the barkeep comes over to. Come on. Temid? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Comes over to Temid. You did a thing. I did a thing, guys. I can remember names, not well. well you wrote up. it down. I saw you looking at it. <laughs> I know. I failed. I had to. There's seven of you. I had to pick which one was right. There are six of us. Six of you. I had to pick which one is right. Oh, no. I told you how many things are happening later. Anyway, the barkeeper comes over to Temid and says, Sir, can you please provide a blessing for everyone before they head over to the town council for the call of heroes? Why, of course. And he kind of raises his glass, waits for everyone else to, to raise it, kind of looks around, everyone else has. I'm waiting for this group to raise their glasses. Thank you very much. The raven raises a weird foot it, Yeah, it's got thing. like a... And it's it's then, uh, on Soraya's raised wrist, and it's raising a little foot. To Breach Hill, to the town, uh, to the call of heroes, by the light of the Starstone. And then he just kind of... Yeah, they're supposed to be quick anyways. Like, yeah, you, know, you hear the most of the rest of the town echo... T- to the Star Stone! And they just, it's actually by the way. By the way, the Star Stone, they, they Town actually people, do you direct people when they're yes. like... Yeah, like, I think he does like now. It's actually by the light of the Star Stone. Well, Keep drinking. Everyone's going to be really drunk, though, so right. it kind of comes out as... I mean, yeah, it is already nine. I mean, they yeah. should have been drinking <laughs> for an hour. They should have been drinking for an hour already. Are you going to drink the water that this tavern provides? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> this is water. So... You guys have about an hour left before um, noon, before everyone meets at the city council. Does anyone have any silver or gold and want to go shopping? Because the town, it is like 10, everything is open now, or it is 11 and everything's open now. Um, You guys can go shopping if you want. It is a prosperous town and most items are available Um. So mechanically, let's talk mechanics here. Um, anything of level, any common item can be found in this town. It is right on the waterway. I have provided everyone a map, uh, and I'll post a picture of the map on the website. Um, 
the creek that runs through the middle of town is also a major uh, thoroughfare that um, sh transport comes through to get past Breach Hill. So you, this town is pretty prosperous with where it is. So you can find most common items, a couple uncommon items. Let's talk about it if you want to buy an uncommon item. Um, other than that, you are at the Wizard's Grace, which is number 17 on the map. You are going to be headed to the Breach Hill Town Hall, which is number three on the map, which is down the street. Um, you also know that Monument Circle is the main hub of everything. That's where the shopkeeps are. That's a little bit to your north, but you can still get to Town Hall there. It's really close. Uh, yeah. Um, it's centered around um, a giant well um, where most of the town's clean drinking water is from. Uh, but that's also the market area and shops are there. Um, you could also head over to any of the other shops in the in Breach Hill. But most uh, most of the merchants come kind of gather in Monument Circle uh, to sell simple wares. Uh, if you guys don't want to buy anything now, that's totally fine. We can kind of jump ahead to the call for heroes. So Soraya and Jasper <laughs> are gonna go to. All right. I think they're going to go. She's going to she's going to see if there are any alchemical stalls just to see if she's got some competition or, you know, what, what people have done in her, you know. They're not necessarily I wouldn't call them alchemical stalls, but they're, you know, you can buy your your uh healing salves, um your uh that's really all they sell is healing stuff. There's no like Oh, I need a Acid flask or there's, something like there's that. There's definitely no poison. Yes, here. no, no poison. Oh no, I can make that myself. <laughs> I have nothing to buy. Okay. Uh, so in that hour, I'd probably just. You hang. can stay and drink more if you want. Well, I'm an old man. I, I don't think uh, me drinking uh, would be a good idea. Okay, fair enough. So. Well, you're gonna drink something because handing it to you, <laughs> and it's offensive to him if you don't actually drink something that you're given. Uh, don't you know you should worry about what offends other people and not care about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not in my 70-year-old well, health. When uh, they have a, a rapier, it might be, be it might behoove <laughs> you not to. No, I'm just no kidding. kidding. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's... Uh, Does that, did anybody else watch The Boys? Anybody else getting serious Homelander vibes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> so oh um, as we're... As we're I, I guess everyone's going to walk over at some point to the town hall. Yes. Uh, uh, unless, so, uh, does anyone need to buy anything? Um, maybe I a new not. set of clothes. Okay. <laughs> so as, as established, Soraya's clothes are a yeah, little, little, little threadbare. You are going to in front of the town council. So you can find some, like, common clothes for, like, 50 silver. They're they're clean. No, they're no, I, have, I have more to spend than that. 50 okay. silver. Jeez. Yeah. It's So uh, another thing, um, this is the second edition of Pathfinder. Everything is built on the silver system, even though gold does is does exist. Everything ex exists, but everything else is um, the prices have changed a little bit to silver. But the conversion is still the same as we're used to. Ten yes. silver equals one gold. Ten oh. copper equals one silver. So, if anyone needs to buy oh, clothes, you're buying clothes. Yes, I would like to update my wardrobe. Okay, so you can actually find really nice clothes for. I I was wrong. You can find really nice clothes for ten silver. You can find comet common average clothes for like five or you can get new rags for one is there anything above the 10 silver not really not that unless you're gonna go like raid the nobles closet <laughs> which I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure someone will sell you something yeah, for as much as you, you want more if you want but 
I no. want these rags, but for 10 silver. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's just go to look for something um, sort of flowy. She likes dresses and gowns. So okay. something probably tight to the elbow and loose after that. Okay. And, you know, a nice so the, gown this and area and that you're in, you're at the bottom of a mountain. So it is a little bit, it's not like super cold. And you're on the water, so but it is it is chillier here. So, but yeah, you can find something like that easily. She's, yeah, she'll layer up. That's yeah. totally fine. Okay. All right. So just mark nice ten silver off your sheet, and yes, no, she has a nice red and black ensemble. Yes, and they even offer you like a bathhouse type deal, so you could wash yourself if you wanted to. It's like a spa with clothes. Please, before you put our clothes on, take a shower. <laughs> I shower. We don't regularly. want to. Advertise that smelly people wear our clothes. Well, regular <laughs> can mean once a month, too. Just every single month. At least once a week. And I, I don't do a lot of moving. I don't sweat very much. So, but yeah, so yes, it, she, it, she enjoys spending some time in the sauna. Yeah. And Jasper flaps around. And melts. <laughs> he does not melt, actually. <laughs> um, so as, as, as they're in, in the bath, uh, no one else is probably here to see this, but he's, you know, giving himself a little bird bath and um, sprouts some new growth on his back, which he flies over to her and shudders off, and um, he can provide her with a, a batch of infused reagents a day because he's her familiar. So oh, nice. It's better than him regurgitating them. Yes. All right. That is a nice way to actually have it happen. Yeah. yeah supposed like to. It. You know, he oh. takes a little bath and grows a little bit and goes, oh, hey. You can have these now. <laughs> so, anyone else doing anything before? Yes. Uh, okay. Pond Watcher gets a little too drunk and then decides that he needs to go for a jog. So, he leaves all of his stuff, including the crown, on the table of the <laughs> bar and just sprints out of the tavern. And uh, during his little his little circuit, he goes by whatever blacksmith weapon store yeah, or absolutely. whatever and sees a bastard sword. Sure. And he's like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And he gives almost all of his remaining money to the person to purchase it and then carries it back with, like, no scabbard or anything. And it's just like a kid, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's so, going to happen if he sees a two-hander? <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of – so basically on the map here, you sprint up to Voskar's Carts and Wheels, which is also the smith. Okay. Um this is a strange cart with a sword handle on it. Whoa. Okay, that is literally all the way across. That's yeah, I'm, no, I understand. All the way I'm very fast. He's yeah. He he <laughs> he's a barbarian, there. so he's and then he comes back down to the wizard's grace and uh, with this new weapon. So Silver, I gave him lots of my money, and he gave me this giant sword. Uh, you know, you and I are going to have to talk about budgeting uh, going forward, uh, especially if you're going to be a king. You you can't. All right, we'll get into it later. So T- Temit sees this, and he goes, that's a nice sword. No, and it's then he not. he walks up to it, and then he kind of like kind of rubs it, and he says, you went over to, um, what's it called again? Uh, Vusker's Carts, Carts and Wheels to get this, right? Uh, yes. So you must have passed Caden's Keg. That's where, I, that's where I normally go. I don't normally go to this little tavern here. I normally go to Caden's Keg. You should check it out. If you like the ale here, it's kind of like, in comparison, it's kind of like watered-down baby vomit compared to the Cadence Keg. Oh, uh, you're is. not supposed to drink that. Yes, exactly. Unless I... you've run out of water because well, there's nowhere to get water because you live in a desert. This this is true. And then he kind of looks over at Silver like, this is an odd one, isn't it? It's a long story. It starts with uh, me being trapped in a, the land of the mammoth lords. And then I ended up in Arcadia. It's just an old man gonna start like rambling at you unless you stop and him. For once, um, 
Temid's actually speechless for a second. <laughs> He's like, what? Anyways, um, you should check it out. We'll go there after this little meeting here. Yeah, this is good. Thank you. I love you. Well then. Thank you. That is what people say. <laughs> some, people, some people do say that, yes. Okay, yes. good. Um, okay, let, let's... I'm, I'm going to go over there now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is anyone else doing anything for the, the remainder of the hour before... Just just a comment. Um, Watcher, I wish you had spoken to me before you, I don't know, ran across town and got a subpar sword, since my family also makes weapons. Oh, and, no. Uh, that's clearly not one of ours. Oh, no. Um, I did not know this. Mm. Next time. Okay. Um, I, if, I'm if enjoying I get more goals... the utter, like... Just, you're throwing so much shade with your face. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah, it makes Watcher kind of sheepish. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> this like ripped guy is like, oh. And she's Very like sorry. five four. So she's just like, mm, interesting. You big tall person. You should have just talked to me. <laughs> it was a sort of a spur of a moment thing as I was. I saw it as I ran. It, now I feel embarrassed. Um, I'm going to sit down now. It's okay. You enjoy your butter knife. Next time we'll talk. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Enjoy the butter knife while you drink the baby vomit. <laughs> okay. Welcome, Pond Watcher. Welcome to Breach Hill. <laughs> Breach Hill, like uh, in a Everything movie. Everything you do is wrong. Yes. I'm do it my way. So, uh, everyone from the bar kind of starts to filter out uh, towards the town hall. I'm assuming you all head that way. That's where the, the, the call for heroes is. And again, this is a very ancient tradition in the city. The doors will not open till noon. You get there about 15 minutes ahead of schedule. Everyone's out there. You see the whole town basically has shown up to, to, to this. A lot of you, heroes in town. You don't know. If, well, so that's the thing. It might be heroes. It might be people bringing their problems to the council to hire heroes for them. You see that there are kids here. This is basically Comic-Con for this place. Like, the, the, their parents pushing their children towards the tall, pupilless guy with this weird scar elf scars on his arm. Like, go, go, go say hi to the hero. Go say hi to the hero. I feel like those are bad parents. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know who these people are. Weirdo. Go talk to that guy. That, that unwashed guy with all that blood and the sword in his hand. And okay, go ahead and talk to him. So you see, like, the people are really excited to see what who steps up as heroes. This is this is really like, this is really this is a big deal every month. Um, while you're there, you see a well-dressed goblin pacing in front of the doors of the building. This studious goblin has her hands clasped behind her back and she's mumbling to herself, oblivious to all who stand nearby. Anyone who wants to, if you have the society skill, please roll a 20-sided die. And let me know what you get. With our mod? Yes, please. Uh, I didn't roll very well, but 13. Okay. If we're trained, you mean? Yes. Are we, I mean, what are we doing specifically? Are we recalling knowledge? No. Or are you trained uh, in society? No, I just want to know why, okay, well then why it's I not have you. to be trained. <laughs> 22. I want to roll a 20 eight. Die. 22, Sean. 22, 8, 13. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. 
uh, you're actually uh, you're trying to figure something out because you t uh, the two of you who rolled above a twelve are you hear her mumbling to herself and you hear oh my bramble brashers uh, why haven't I heard from my bramble brashers are my people trapped in the citadel and the two of you who rolled above a twelve re remember that the bramble brashers are a small local goblin tribe that lives in the citadel Altrine, uh, the one that was abandoned by the hell knights um, they are pretty um, benign. They actually trade with the town. And you know that there is a goblin who s doesn't sit on the council, but works as a liaison between the tribe and the town uh, to keep everything, you know, good between them. Is it is it this person that we're looking at? Uh, po yes, most likely. All right. If you're from the town, yes, you would know that this. I've, I've been here a couple. Okay. I'll, uh... I'll I'll approach this goblin woman. Okay. Uh and I will say uh now I know this is the day for calling the heroes and and all that but uh even if that weren't the case I could tell you're going through a, a little bit of a hard time here. Now I would like to extend an ear if you need it to hear your troubles and offer the services of the king who was promised pond watcher. And then he'll point over to the uh, tall Nordic-looking elf. He's just kind of poking his sword into the dirt over and over. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, king who was promised. It, we're, we're getting there. Uh, you, you, you're an adventurer? Well, I, I have adventured all around the world, uh, one might say. Well, I, I hope the heroes... Uh, you, you, you're just the, the type of person I was hoping would be here. Uh, if the I hope the council uh, accepts my, my my bid to 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 hire you on my behalf, uh, there, there, but there is a system in place. She she tries to like compose herself. Th there is a system in place for a reason. Uh, come with me when the meeting starts and listen to my position my petition. If if you are up for the task, uh, you could offer your services f to, to 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 help. Help us out, uh, and then the council might, uh, might, might accept that, and then they would hire you. And, and oh, you might be my only hope. I'm gonna take out my guitar, uh, which is just strapped to my back, okay. and I'm gonna play a soothing spell for her. Okay. Uh, it's just gonna calm her down, All make right. her feel less anxious. Okay. Yeah. She she kind of stops pacing, but like she's been pacing so much there's kind of like a line in the dirt in front of the council's hall like you can tell she's been here for a while just waiting waiting uh, uh, i'll say now regardless of what the town council says we'll we'll help you out no 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 there's, if they don't accept my plea then i will handle it myself but there is there is a reason that everything is in place ma'am this is called the call of heroes heroes don't look for gold or glory it's about doing what's right so so at that point, uh, while this has been going on, yes. uh, Twin Talon will lean over to Brienne. And we like, S see that goblin up there? Yes. The mumbling one? Yes. I think she's the liaison between the uh, the the goblin tribe that's in the old Hell Knight Fortress yes. and the town council. She seems nervous. Like no one's seen from the goblins in a while. The, her bramble brushes. Yeah, yeah. 
So maybe hmm. if we're lucky, yes. she'll be one of the people looking to to get heroes, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to check out the Hell Knight Fortress. I know maybe you're get very some money interested. or some glory. Oh. Also, to check out the uh, <laughs> the fortress itself, I'm interested what the Hell Knight's might have left behind. I I certainly know you you have your um, interest in the old Hell Knights and uh, what they left behind. Sorry, have we gotten her name yet? The no. Um, so, so Temid steps up and he's like, "But this was happening like off to the side." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously he didn't yeah. hear what you guys were saying. No, but you, you don't know their, that what the the goblin's name is. Okay, so he she says, has a very. Um, if you want a better description, because I I realized I didn't kind of give you one, she uh, has a very bright green skin with two dangling, like diamond-shaped earrings. They're silver. A large blue hat that kind of uh, extends, the brim extends beyond her ears. Uh, she's wearing a white cu- uh, like shawl with a blue collar and a large silver butterfly necklace. Oh, you know, you know Jasper's going right. no, to fly over and start hawking all the silver. Is that something that oh, somebody no. with uh, religion might know? Who's yeah, if, you, if, you have a, if you're trained in religion, go ahead and... And even if you're not trained in religion, you can make the roll for this That's one. It's a recall knowledge. Yeah, it's a recall knowledge. All right. I God damn it. I have rolled two natural ones. My first three rolls have been one. Look at them out of the way now. 22. 7. 7. Okay. 16. 16. 4. 4. 21. 21. And I like how my dice are just reinforcing guy, the fact hello. that my character has not been in society in, like, decades. Thank you. Yes. 10. 10. Right. I win. Ten, ten, ten are up. You know that this butterfly is most likely the symbol of Desna. Right, so, um, you know, seeing this, Temid immediately, you know, feels more comfortable. You know, I- I she's definitely probably someone that's uh, good-natured. Definitely, so probably. Definitely, definitely probably. probably. <laughs> Which, you know, shows my hand, my, my ability to speak. I think that's a new status condition. Yeah, definitely, definitely probably. probably. Anyways, uh, so he walks up to, to her and he says, Ma'am, um, I'm sorry, but we haven't introduced ourselves. My name is Temid. What's your name? Uh, Before she can answer, <laughs> leathery crow lands in front of her and just rah, stares at her necklace and her earrings. That's friends. <laughs> Jasper, Jasper. Oh, d- <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Or please, please allow me to introduce myself. <sighs> she takes a deep breath. The music has definitely helped calming her down. My name is Warble. I am the ambassador to the Bramble, Brush Gob- or Bramble Brasher Goblins of Hell Knight Hill. It is my honor to serve my fellow citizens of Breach Hill as the town's official representative to the Bramble Brashers. I commune with the Bramble Brashers, convey the town's concerns and interests to them. I adv- this. She, as you can tell, this is very rote with what she's saying. Because this is very prepared. She's very prepared to to explain explain why she's a goblin. Why? Yeah, exactly. That's unfortunate. Yes, it is. I mean, I am to convey the town's concerns and interests to them and advocate on the tribe's behalf. A duty I may take very seriously. I am here today, and my rather distracted nature earlier. uh, That's why I'm here today. There's they haven't. I haven't heard from them for a while. And I'm concerned, and that is why I'm here today. Uh, I'm sorry that I'm rather distracted. I hope you'll forgive me. Warble, there's no need to apologize. And if we can help it, I think we'd be happy to try to help you. We'll, we'll try to 
get on your case. Excellent. Uh, in, in Goblin, Saraya, who is still ushering Jasper onto her, her shoulder again, um, says, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry for his behavior, uh, Ambassador. But yes, as another um, uh, another uh, citizen of the mountains, I we would love to help. And she's saying this all in Goblin. Cool. <clears throat> she looks kind of shocked that you're speaking to Goblin to her. Um, and she's about to say something. As she's about to respond to you in Goblin, a loud bell sounds, signaling noon. The doors open into the call for heroes. The crowd filters into the building, and the children run off to go play. You see that there's about 40 people who have come into this council room. Two guards stand outside the door, just to be safe. And the council chamber, there are five seats that are empty currently. The room has been set up as an auditorium with a carpet down the middle and two rows of pews, essentially. There are about 40 people in the, the town center, and the counselors enter into the room. With a sharp rasp from the gavel onto the desk, a stern, dark-haired woman with deeply furrowed forehead and kind eyes brings the assembled crowd to hush. Welcome, neighbors and friends, the dark-haired woman begins, her rich voice washing over the room. I am Council President President. Greta Gardenia, at your service. On behalf of my colleagues beside me, I promise you that we will hear, hear all and consider today's petitions with the utmost discre discretion and, and care. There's no existence without community, as our town charter says. Today, our agenda includes one petition, Miss Warble, our very own ambassador to the Bramble Brashers of Hell Knight Hill, requests the help of heroes for a matter of the utmost importance. Let's hear her concerns in her own words, shall we? Miss Warble. At the summons, Warble emerges from the front row of benches. A well-dressed goblin woman makes her way to the foot of the dais' steps. She clears her throat <coughs> and begins to address the council. Esteemed counselors, Warble says with a frazzled tone to her voice, it has been more than a month since I have been able to contact the Bramble Brashers. I feel something terrible has befallen them. What more? I, I have seen my people's distress signal coming from the top of Citadel Adreen. Before the goblin can continue her petition, the door on the western side of the room flies open. A young man, his eyes wide in panic runs through shouting, waving his ink-stained hands. Billowing black smoke and flames follow him into the room. Fire! There's a fire! Everyone flee! And with that, the room bursts into a panic. No! No! He's I would taste terrible! Will they be able to put out the fire, or shall they burn in this building? Find out next week on... The Cracked Die Podcast. And now, a quick word from our sponsors. Desna does good like a deity should. Desna does good like a deity should. When you curry Desna's favor, good dreams, luck, you'll travel safer. Desna stars will guide you through. Say a prayer and she'll see you through. That's Desna, goddess of dreams, luck, stars, and travelers. Come on down and worship at the Great Dream House. Need a place to rest? Come on down. That's Desna. 
Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Background sound effects provided by Sirenscape, because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition, Age of Ashes Adventure Path, are all copyright of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information.